Hello, you're listening to Sage and Brayden Love Comics. Hi everyone, I'm Sage. And I'm Brayden. And we love comics. Hooray! We're back, episode 7. Episode 7. Oh man, how are you doing Sage? I'm, I'm okay, I'm a little tired, but I'm okay. How are you? I'm I'm good, but a little tired as well. There's a yeah. lot of... A lot of tiring things going on out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not least of which uh, is uh, Substack. You hear about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have heard about this. Okay, so we have, again, purposely not talked about this at work, so I'm I'm really <laughs> excited to talk about it. Um, this started happening, like, a couple of weeks ago, right? Wasn't it? It was like two-ish weeks ago. Maybe, yeah, maybe like three by now. I think the the discourse has certainly been kind of uh, beaten to death already by this point. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um. Substack. So basically, it is a way for comic book creators to uh, own their own things, right? Which Yeah, it's like they like online. So it's like they they're able to control like the publication. Um, But Substack sucks major balls. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, it's ostensibly just like a newsletter service that you, you like you pay for them to send a newsletter out. It's like a lot of writers use it. Mm-hmm. And um, they recently, yeah, they're, they're, they've been courting a lot of big names in, in comics, um, offering them big money deals. So like, hey, publish exclusively uh, this series with us. You, you keep all the rights. We'll, make mm-hmm. you, we'll pay you a lot more than when your current publisher is paying. Um, but these are going to be like comics that would go through like the email like newsletter like yeah. I think email is like a pdf or something so i know at least uh james tinian has said that his stuff will be coming out in print at some point later as mm. well it's at least that's his plan um yeah but yeah also um and not that um there there are other publishers that allow creators to you know uh maintain the rights of, of yeah. their works like image um and stuff uh-huh. but 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 I get, like, I get it, you know, wanting to have more control. And like we've talked about before, like, you're not going to make a lot of money in comics because of how much the publishers take. So it's like, I get why they'd want to do that. But mm-hmm. Substack, as we're about to talk about, is so problematic. <laughs> like, yeah. There's like, it's very like transphobic platform is the main yeah. thing. Yeah. They've... They have very sketchy kind of editorial practices, and they have very actively uh, sought out to platform uh, a lot of transphobic voices and other bigots. Um, Graham Linehan, I think, was a was a, a popular uh, transphobe who mm-hmm. was uh, finally banned from Twitter like a couple of years ago, and now makes his living on Substack, uh, which is awful and sucks. Right, and they use they they go under the uh the defense of free speech you know mm-hmm. and of course you know hate speech shouldn't be considered free speech but substack thinks that everything is free speech no matter also, how hateful and vile and disgusting it is so yeah and free speech is a is a government protected right not a business 
ethos that you have to you know enforce like twitter or whatever or facebook they have the power to ban whoever they want free speech be damned you know yeah exactly uh, but they don't uh, yeah. because they pretend they care about this so-called value of free speech mm-hmm. um, yeah and it'll be interesting to see how this is going to change the way that comics are bought and sold in general you know like if i know some people are talking like you're saying james tinney is gonna bring it to print so i'm wondering like how like at our job how we would buy that you know what i mean yeah it's like it it all depends on who ends up like publishing it i guess down the line if if anyone picks it up like Mm -hmm. i i imagine like image or boom would be very interested in in, you know putting out whatever he's writing Um, oh yeah it's it's weird because they they wouldn't be the ones paying him to make it it's already made so Mm. could be could be interesting um i'm i'm pretty uh conflicted on it in general i think substack uh as a platform really sucks i think it's great that a lot of cool queer creators are suddenly getting opportunities to make a living doing what they love yeah um I would also say that um, big publishers like DC and Marvel and Image and Boom uh, aren't that much better than Substack, to be honest. That's um, a, that's true, actually. That's a good point. They've, got, they've all got their own problems. Yeah, that's a very good point, um, actually. And I hadn't I, thought of that. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that that gives, you know, a, a free pass to Substack, but... But all publishers um, suck, so you yeah. heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> not all of them, but a lot of the, a lot of them, not so great. But so yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm hoping it at least maybe pushes the needle in ter- terms of publishers valuing their creators a little better. Um, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where we'll it goes. See. I, I think. Uh, Mm-hmm. There's been other companies that have done this where they like they'll they'll dive into something that they are not haven't done before at all and aren't really prepared to do. I'm, I'm I feel like Substack is taking a big gamble on comics and they're not going to really commit to actually keeping like being a, a comic producer as a, as a company. Like I, I doubt this is going to be a lasting thing. But so I'm I'm nonetheless I'm excited for these creators to be you know getting paid while they can at the very least there's, there's some other like I know uh, Chip Zdarsky is going to do some Substack book uh, Sophie Campbell got yeah. a deal Molly Knox Foster talk yeah, we talked about last week yep the girl last from last the week, sea that last author episode. Mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's weird but um, that's that's comics it's yeah. it's a it's a messy kind of soul crushing business um, <laughs> we love it we love that <laughs> Yep. That's why I was joking around. We should, like we were saying we should do like a bonus episode and call it Sage and Braden hate comics. <laughs> Listen, sometimes I don't sometimes. love comics. Yeah. But, yeah, we're saying, like, comics. There's a tweet I saw and it was like nobody hates. What was it? It was like nobody loves comics more than the person on Twitter complaining about comics. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, I just yeah yeah. It's it's a mess. Um, yeah, and like you said, I mean, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see where it goes. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, what about this? Uh, this new they got a new cartoon. They, they do cartoons now at at Disney. Oh uh, yeah, you heard about these cartoons? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 
What if uh, what if uh, you heard about these cartoons? Hmm? What if what if they made movies that were like cartoons instead? Yeah, uh, yeah. The what if is the current uh, Marvel TV show that is gracing our eyeballs every week. Um, <laughs> just wrapped up Loki, and I really enjoyed Loki. Um, what if I love what the what if comics? Like those are some of the comics I have very fond memories of reading. Um, yeah, it's a fun premise. Of, yeah, and my one of my favorite ones in particular, sidetrack here really quick, is one where um, Uatu, the Watcher, talks to Tony Stark, and it's, uh, what if Tony Stark, what if Iron Man had sided with Captain America in Civil War, and basically mm. there would have been, like, a golden age of superheroes, and the Watcher was like, yeah, basically was like, yeah, you fucked up, and, like, Tony Stark <laughs> cries in the end, it's beautiful. Um, oh, what a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the, the TV show, they're doing it in cartoon form, which I thought was very smart. And uh, it's anthological, just like the comic series. So each episode's a standalone one. And there's four episodes out right now, but I've only watched the first two. And you you only watched the first one, right? Mm-hmm. I, and I bounced off that, that, that pretty American shield pretty hard. Or whatever, yeah. however they painted it. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I might watch... I know there's a zombie, Marvel Zombies one coming up. And I'll probably okay. watch that just for nostalgic purposes. Um, I've heard good things about the, the the second and third episodes, but I... the second one I thought it was okay. Um, the black uh, what if uh, Black Panther was Star Lord still didn't pass the Benchdale mm. test. I mean, uh, okay, you know, cool. so yeah. it was fine. It was fine. Like it was, it was all right. I mean, I'm not gonna. People loved it. I'm happy for you. Like I'm not thinking that <laughs> you're like my opinion's better than yours if you watched it. Like that's totally fine but i personally didn't it was whatever i didn't care Mm -hmm. yeah i just uh i went into it probably like i haven't i hadn't seen any trailers or anything recently and just i wasn't prepared for the the art direction they they took with it the kind of almost pseudo 3d Mm -hmm. style with it which i don't know just didn't really like um it does make for some cool action but all the characters just feel like very much kind of the actors kind mm. of put into a like digitized kind of um, yeah and yeah i don't know it didn't didn't have uh becky barnes who is um uh, the, the female right? lesbian buck becky bucky kind of alternate they universe only, from exiles they can only have one badass woman per episode i think that's the rule apparently yeah <laughs> um yeah i will say that the fight scenes are very cool. I'll give them that. Like yeah. the all of the fight scenes in the first and second episode have been very, very cool. And there were things yeah. I liked individually about each episode, but I think as a whole, I don't. I find it kind of boring, yeah. which is sad because the comics are so good. Like the what if comics mm-hmm. are so good, and I have heard that it's gotten better. My coworker. Uh, he's been watching it. And he said that the third and fourth ones are better than the first two. So I might. I might. After they all come out, I might just binge it in a day or something. But, yeah, yeah. the first episode, like, yeah, no Becky Barnes. And, yeah, it was just kind of, it felt like and the too same too much Steve Rogers. Thing. Yeah, it just felt like I was watching Captain America again. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it, it feel, felt very much to me like uh, a, 
a show made very much for like the hardcore MCU fans who just, you know, lose their shit whenever that, that theme music starts playing at the start of a Marvel movie. It's like, that's, that's cool. They, they can have that, but like, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of over it at this point, not to, not to sound too dismissive, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's there's other shows out there. Uh, well, especially coming off of Loki, which I thought was so good, mm. and WandaVision, which was also very good. It's just not really the best. Yeah. It's it's fine. <laughs> if you want some cool cartoons? Highly recommend Centaur World and uh, Owl House on Disney Plus. You, which has been really good. You've mentioned Owl House to me before. You're a big I love Owl it. House fan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a a great place for, for ex-Harry Potter fans to, oh. to find themselves. Okay. Um, for sure. You know, okay, I'll have to just watch it one day. Because this is like the fourth time you've mentioned it to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what if? We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Again, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um. And then what's Action Lab? What do you? What's that you got on here? Oh, yeah. It was just. Uh, there's been a lot of. It's a publisher. They they oh. pu- put out those those comics like Zombie Tramp and stuff. Um, oh, so they uh, they probably suck too. Then is what I'm guessing. They yeah. A lot of people have been coming out talking about their experiences with Action Lab and how just they 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 tend to uh, not treat their creators very well and uh, ghost them quite frequently. Uh, oh yikes. And yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty yikes business practice all around. Um, but yeah, they, um, they suck. <laughs> <And> <laughs> not that, not that all the creators who uh, ever put something out from Action Lab also oh, suck. Oh no, the, we, the we love the creators. It's the publishers. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard yeah. this, but they all suck. <laughs> yeah, but Jer- Jeremy Whitley, who did like the the Princeless series for, for them was, that was an interesting one, but yeah, he's even talked about it but hmm. yeah we should get on to uh more more pleasant things I yeah think. i uh, think so too there's enough despair yeah. in the world we, <laughs> so. we uh we've got marvel on the brain mm-hmm. this episode we got two two books we'll start with um miss marvel mm-hmm. volume one just titled no normal Mm-hmm. This is the the 2014 series, kind of the the relaunch of of Miss Marvel as a character, written by G Willow Wilson, drawn by Adrian Alfona, with colors by Ian Herring and letters by Joe Caramagna. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's pretty pretty firmly superhero, but you know with some some YA kind of vibes. Um, yeah, it's about Kamala Khan taking mm-hmm. on the mantle of Miss Marvel. And uh, getting some some superpowers and stuff. What did I? Let's see. She. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Comic Con just wants to fit in, but instead gets superpowers and in big trouble with her parents. And after a rocky start getting used to her powers, she takes down a low-level villain and establishes herself as the hero of Jersey. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love Kamala Khan. Um, this is probably one of my favorite all-time Marvel books. I love it wow. so much. High yeah. praise. Yeah, I love it. It's it's good. I've I've read it. Um, I've read like at least this opening arc a couple times before, and again today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just really a really solid like superhero book. Like it's got that mm-hmm. kind of classic like 
Peter Parker origin story kind of vibes to it. Uh, Kamala's like really just like this this nerd um, who wants to you know go to the parties and stuff, but her family's very kind of strict and not into that. Going to parties with boys or alcohol, which yeah, which she, makes sense because she's like what sixteen, I think. <laughs> yeah, it seems like she's definitely in high school, but yeah, unclear just how old she is but definitely probably too young for for alcohol Mm -hmm. i love the hat she wears she wears this like big winter hat a lot of the time oh yeah yeah like like when she's got like the sleep mask uh when the circle q is being robbed Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and i just feel like that's such like a like a teenagery thing like that's a like yeah i think she's like 16 and she's definitely in high school and like her hat when i like saw her wearing her hat i'm like oh she's such a cute little teenager like <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's got good fashion um there's good fashion on everyone it's just like it's very it feels very like teens wearing clothes like uh zoe i think her name is who's like the the popular oh, yeah. kind of mean girl has mm-hmm. this shirt that says it's like bonita 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 on it and <laughs> the like low level bad guy they find who's got like a little laser gun just has a shirt that says like I am. It's like a bad guy or something like that. It's like just yeah, really little cute, yeah. cute stuff like that. Yeah. I I love the art. It's mm. really mm-hmm. really good at being like more detailed where it needs to be and simpler where it doesn't. Like if it's zoomed out, there's a lot of people. Like the faces will just kind of be like you know dots for eyes and a line for a mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's more zoomed in, we get more more detailed expressions. I think that's a really good efficient way to do do storytelling in comics um but also there's just like a lot of like little details i was reading it on my phone for the first time and like i could just like zoom in like oh he just like wrote little messages like oh what's the name of this cereal that they're eating or what's this weird headline it's just like little little doodles and stuff in the in the margins just like little character details i i thought were really neat um but yeah it's it's good this, yeah miss marvel she gets she gets stretchy, biggie, uh, in, in, big in powers. But, yeah, but it can also like shapeshift uh, to an extent. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah, um, and, and not really revealed that this volume exactly what or how they they come to be. It's just kind of some weird vision and a mist. Oh, can I tell you? Do you? Know? Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, you yeah. know? Okay. <laughs> I guess we should we should mention we uh, we are going to be spoiling oh, yeah. uh, all the books we're talking about. Yeah. By the yeah. way. <laughs> if you are new, we spoil things here because we talk yeah. about them. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. But we all know <laughs> what she is and why she has these things. Yeah. Um, but you find out not in this book, but you find out in the next one. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I couldn't remember how how late it was revealed. I know she gets to talk to Captain Marvel at some point too later on, but. Yeah, it's this one wraps up with just her taking down the the one kind of low level villain and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think with this book, yeah, like you said, it is kind of has like almost a Peter Parker vibe to it because she's like mm-hmm. a teenager and she's yeah kind of a nerd and then she gets these powers and um, doesn't really know what to do with them at first. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, yeah, I mean she, I think. When she first gets them, like she sees Zoe like fall into like the 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 water of the lake and drowning. It's like I think it's she has that very that hero defining moment very quickly of like I have to save this person like kind of diving into danger there, which 
I thought was good. Um, it probably took a little longer for, for Peter to figure it out, but, um, yeah, yeah, she's, she's just a very, very good person at her core. And I think that's very, very obvious, um, and good to see on display, but yeah. And, um, I think one of the things I really liked about the, uh, this story is the whole concept of like how she want was trying to be someone else right so when she first gets mm -hmm. her powers she looks like the original miss marvel because you know right. we know it's carol danvers carol danvers used to be miss marvel and then became captain marvel so she actually looks like carol danvers and she's like why do i look like the old miss marvel um and then the whole reason is because she doesn't think that she's good enough like she wants mm -hmm. to look like the, the the popular girl is zoe and she's like white and blonde and you know uh, kamala is muslim and she's like shorter and she's you know brown hair brown skin brown eyes yeah pakistani right yes yes and um she wants to be like quote unquote normal you know because she wants to go mm -hmm. out and have fun and be like a normal teenager and so that's why she unintentionally makes herself look like carol danvers when she mm -hmm. transforms for the first time and then as we go out throughout the book you know she eventually uh looks like herself and it's more about like her her journey of like self-love and i like that that's why the title of the book is no normal because there's no such thing as normal obviously right she has like a, a talk with her a really good heartfelt talk with her dad later on about realizing that she just she needs to be the best she that she can be rather than you know something else and that's when she kind of is able to get a hold on her powers a little better and actually take down this villain who's got her friend's brother held captive um and it's really really nice like just quick punchy like emotional arc um i think it's a, a great jumping in point for this character like i think it gets to the heart of her really quickly and the problems that she's dealing with um kind of characterizes her whole family and friends like her she's got her her sidekick kind of slash like low-key maybe love interest uh, bruno who works at the convenience store and makes her stretchy suit burkini uh for her costume which is great but yeah it's a good solid like superhero story like it's felt very much like you know like like the, the classic kind of pacing like kind of uh not pacing but that style like i was saying like old old spider-man stuff it's just like you know the kind of finding your powers and finding your place and making a stand becoming the hero of jersey as she kind of declares herself which is great um this was coming out 2014 it was uh i think it was like marvel now it's like a big push they were introducing a bunch of diverse characters and like new um younger characters were taking on the mantles of older heroes and it was a very interesting time. A lot of it didn't really stick. I'm really glad that uh, Miss Marvel was one of the few that, that did. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like the definitive Miss Marvel now at this point. Um, yeah. And she's, I think, last I knew she was the leader of the champions, I think. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. She's like the the young heroes team in, mm -hmm. in the Marvel books right now. So yeah, she's she's uh, 
she's a major character yeah. definitely in the universe now and it's cool to see it is really cool and i you know they're going to be making her stuff into a tv show right or movie like she's going to be in the mcu those, yeah and we've talked about this before but i definitely think that the mcu is like kind of leaning us towards like young avengers um mm-hmm. i think that they're going to be getting into that because i know a lot of people know the older characters you know the classic iron man and you know the x-men and um all of that and then with uh we've seen it a bit with the shows um they these younger characters have been around for a decade or two but they you know they're not quite as well known so i'm um excited that they're gonna get more uh more mainstream in the MCU will be nice um, because yeah. you know we saw um, Speed and Wiccan in mm-hmm. WandaVision and uh, we're going to be seeing Ironheart right mm-hmm. and we know there's variants of Loki so there's probably mm-hmm. we, I guess we yeah we saw Kid Loki we saw Kid Loki <laughs> and we're going to be getting Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur so even though all yeah. these and you know we're getting Kamala Khan so even though these characters aren't all necessarily part of the young avengers i think that that's the direction that they're going in yeah be exciting to see for sure and uh, yeah i think this this volume is definitely an early blueprint for the the era we're in now Mm -hmm. that i really liked yeah Um, and it's so it's just such a nice read like it's it's so heartwarming and it's one of those ones to where you know we get a lot of like you know, oh, I want to get into superheroes, but I don't know where to start. And this is mm-hmm. one that I recommend a lot of the time to people yeah. um, because it's so easy to get into and it just kind of slowly introduces you to some other characters. Um, you don't need to know what's going on in yeah. the rest of the Marvel Universe at the time to, to follow it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super easy to jump into there. Yeah, exactly. And the message is just so good. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a good message and it's not too, um, it's not too like heavy handed with it. Like they're not like, you know, screaming it at you. It's, it's just very <laughs> like, uh, what's the word? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean though? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, she's, she, the character feels very real, not like a a placeholder for like you know all these lofty ideals and stuff like it's it's someone who's makes mistakes trying trying to find their own way like she definitely uh has some has causes some problems early on like uh uh getting getting shot and when she tries to stop a robbery um kind of like destroying like the locker room when she's just messing around with her powers like this little thing she has to run away from a fight at one point because she didn't just kind of rushed into it without a plan um but yeah it's what watching that journey and learn seeing her grow is mm-hmm. and just seeing any hero grow is, is is a really fun interesting part to, yeah way to read superheroes yeah but. and like we were saying the art is really pretty like i loved mm-hmm. um you could tell that they really uh were very purposeful with a lot of things like it's it's mm-hmm. with the pakistani words like the arabic and like the art and the culture like it's just very there's just so many panels that are just really really gorgeous and 
um, like you know which one I'm talking about that one earlier on where she's having it looks like at the daydream oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's really fun. and it's like yeah it's very like it's not so like overly detailed and wrought that you can't it's very easy to follow and tell what's going on like her hand gets big and then she punches the guy with the big hand like it's <laughs> I, I yeah. like I like superhero stories that are a little easier to follow and not muddled down in like you know hyper photorealistic art or something. Yeah, um, or like you have to know all twenty billion characters that are in it <laughs> in order to understand what's going on. Like this isn't like yeah. that at all. So yeah, it's just like a, a lot of different types of like characters floating around too. Like I remember uh, when she gets in trouble in the locker room, you, like you you see like the whole uh, girls lacrosse team and like there's just a variety of shapes and sizes there's like this really kind of shorter big girl who's got this like huge helmet and stuff i was like oh she's cool she's... <laughs> then she she shows up in detention later with with uh kamala for some reason i'm like oh what's what's her story like, <laughs> or uh chatty bob is like the character who like also works at the convenience store where bruno works who doesn't say anything which like is mentioned a couple times like oh what's chatty bob up to it's like, <laughs> well yeah cool cool characters even just in like the background and stuff i like i like it a lot yeah. but yeah it's marvel it's, it's gotten marvel. um i can't remember exactly how many volumes um before g willow wilson stopped writing it um but it went on for quite a while quite a few yeah like um quite a few like for a couple of years i think it only she only stopped writing it, I think, maybe like two years ago, and this yeah. was 2014. So, um, yeah, and it's uh, had uh, Sultan Ahmed on it since. Um, that I've read some of that, and it's been good. And then mm -hmm. they've got a new team coming up uh, soon, but I can't remember who that is. But you know, yeah, I, it's a uh, keep going. Yeah, go ahead. No, so yeah, and I just feel like I love G Willow Wilson's writing. And she's the one who, like, this is the origin of the character, you know? And so mm -hmm. I love the way she writes, but the character is herself so good that when other people write her, I still, like, they, like, I still just love the character no matter who writes her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the, the power of uh, making a really just cool superhero character yeah. right off the bat like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's... 10 out of 10. Yeah, loved it. <laughs> and then really want to catch up on all of it. But oh, I know. I, reading I, is hard. Yeah, there's always so much to read. Yeah. So little time. Yeah. Um, should we move on to our, our next book then? Yeah, let's talk about Jessica Jones, Blind Spot. Have you read this yeah. one before? No, this is... I think it's, I've read the first or second first couple issues maybe a while back but i hadn't had a chance to finish it until just recently yeah same um, i only had only read the first issue and that was like mm. a year and a half ago <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um yeah but yeah it's uh jessica jones blind spot written by kelly thompson and drawn by matia de Ulis, except for uh part six at the end of the volume which is drawn by marcio takara colored by rochelle rosenberg Letters are by Corey Petit, and the really cool cover is by Martin Simmons. It um, is a cool cover. It's all kind of uh, graffiti-ish with, like, police lines and skyscrapers yeah. and bullets with Jessica Skulls. on the cover there. It's, yeah, it's just... Good job, Martin. It's just cool. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's kind of like a crime mystery uh, take on a superhero comic. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good, good, uh, good jumping in point if you're fresh off the the Netflix series. I would say um, mm-hmm. it's kind of got her doing more or less what she was doing in that, except she's she's married and has a kid now. Yeah. Um, and Jessica Jones, that was a great TV show. The first season yeah. of Jessica Jones was so good. So yeah, I really liked this a lot. Um, it's very witty, very witty on the banter. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Thompson, I think is is really, really fun humor, um, and it always shines through in her books, even even the more serious ones like this one, which is like you know a murder mystery <laughs> ostensibly. <laughs> um, it's a it's a classic whodunit set in the Marvel universe. Where one of Jones's cold cases comes back to haunt her when she discovers the body of an old client, Dia Sloan, in her office who who she wasn't able to help. After being briefly framed for the murder, Jones is murdered herself, only to wake up in a hospital bed the next day seemingly fine. Turns out a killer is hunting down women superheroes, but the murders don't always seem to take. Once Jones, with the help of some friends, manages to track down the alive and well Dia, it's revealed that Dia has unstable reality-warping powers. Dia had lent a portion of these powers to her jealous boyfriend, who unwittingly used them to excise a physical manifestation of his own toxic masculinity, who proceeded to hunt down Dia and other powerful women, some of whom had their deaths undone by the quote-unquote good version of boyfriend. With a bit of training from Doctor Strange and a carefully laid trap by Jones, Dia and Boyfriend are able to stop Evil Boyfriend, who is reabsorbed. Uh, and then the baby turns purple. The end. Wow, did you write that? I did. Wow, well, I guess we don't need to do anything else for this one. <laughs> well, we gotta talk about it. That's, that's, that's what it. happens. That's, but... that's, that's, that's the story. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it was kind of a I was trying to rethink about it again today since I read it a couple days ago and I was like, okay, I need to actually plot out what actually happened. Cause it's kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a whodunit mystery. And you know, the, the plot kind of takes some, some twists and turns and I wanted to yeah map it in my head That's, a little bit. Yeah. It was a, yeah, it was a little jumpy. There was lots going on. <laughs> yeah. It was good though. What, what, uh, what'd you think? Yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, I love Jessica Jones. She's so cool. Like, she's just so <laughs> cool. Um, she's so just like, I don't know. It's, yeah. She's like, there's different types of cool, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And she's just like this certain type of cool that I will never be. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a different type of cool. And so that's just yeah. like, I think, yeah, she's just so badass (laughs) um and there's so many badass women in this in general um but i really liked it i liked the art a lot too like i liked how she did like the snapshots um because she's a detective right obviously jessica jones Mm -hmm. is a detective so it's almost like sherlock like when she looks Mm -hmm. at people that she does these little polaroids of like things about their appearance or whatever and then she like learns something about them by this these little snapshots and i like the way they captured that in the art i thought that was really cool um and i did like the story i felt like i uh it kept me guessing and i 
what it, I kept me interested like throughout the story because um, I was like well what is yeah like what is going on and then I'm like wait that's the boyfriend why is he good and then it's like oh no it's an evil boyfriend so it's like a little yeah. a little hokey but I liked it I thought it was fun yeah it's a, it's a it's very much like a crime kind of yeah mystery murder mystery but when something like that is taking place in the Marvel universe, like there's so many other factors like taking place, like what kind of like is, uh, is, are there powers involved here? Is like a God like in, in involved is somebody have an infinity stone or something. And I, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see Jessica Jones do the, you know, standard kind of detective PI work, but also she's factoring in all. It's like, okay, seems like powers are involved. Like people are coming back to life and stuff. Like I came back to life. So let's think about that. And, it all it all comes together uh, really well, um, and it's just yeah fun fun to fun to play in that space, but with the 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 wrinkle of like living in a world with superheroes and magic and and all that. Um, but. Yeah, and I liked there was kind of that non-linear timeline, like at the beginning mm. of each chapter showed like a current conversation that she was having. Um, and then it would like go to the past, which was like the main story. And then at the end, it catches you up to the conversation that's been, you know, happening in the beginning of each uh, chapter. So I think that that mm -hmm. made it a little bit easier to read as far as it being a trade paperback. I think if I've been maybe reading it issue to issue, like I think that would have been lost a little bit on me. Hmm. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, because yeah, I had to go back and be like, "Wait, what did she? What did she say before?" You know. <laughs> yeah, it's like in each chapter you're reminded, like, "Oh yeah, she's in a really weird situation right now, and I'm wondering how we're gonna get here from where we are now." Mm -hmm. um, so that was that was cool to see that play out for sure. Yeah, um, and I love Kelly Thompson's writing. Like she's <laughs> so she's such a feminist. Like I absolutely love it. <laughs> um, and that was kind of like you know the message with this one at the end. Um, was having to do with like this evil guy and he was what was his name? I can't remember. Oh, Brett. No. Brett, Brett was Brett from was Poison the evil Ivy. guy from Poison Ivy. I think this guy's <laughs> name was Brett too. We'll just call him Brett. I don't even remember what his name is. Yeah, so Brett. It's fine. So so <laughs> yeah, so sorry Brett sorry, if you're Brett. listening. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Brett's like killing women who are powerful right because he mm -hmm. is um abusive to dia the Cause, victim because he was jealous of, of her, her getting powers. superpowers yeah. And, yeah and so then at the end and you know the whole thing with with jessica jones with her past with like the purple man and all of that Mm -hmm. is you know so she was like you know i liked the message at the end when she was talking to dia and she's like you you're just gonna have to face it head on and mm -hmm. you know you have to heal that you know so i, I i'm doing a bad job of explaining the exact dialogue but i i really appreciated that at the end yeah it's um she she really yeah helps helps you kind of empower herself to like you have to take control of your life here like, cause even, even if I help you get through this, like you're just kind of leaving yourself vulnerable to this happening again. It's, um, there's a really sweet, but like tough moment of her kind of like helping, helping someone out. Um, it was nice to see Dia kind of, cause for, for most of the book when like Dia is in a pretty bad place, like emotionally, um, she's very nervous about her power. She's very 
scared of her her boyfriend like when she first came to to Jessica and and later Elsa um and it's it's nice to see her kind of start start the healing process from that with this um and even even Brett who like doesn't want to reabsorb the toxic masculinity in uh into his body because he knows how awful it made him but but Jessica's like no you have to you have to reckon with that and deal with that and you know that's that's the only way you're going to really learn how to be a better person um yeah that was good to see for sure yeah because i think that's that is something that's important it's like we all have good and bad inside of us and you can't just take mm-hmm. you can't just split up also i was just looking at again and his name's jared jared yeah same same as same Brad. thing so <laughs> but also like like you just said also from miss marvel um which i think was a, a quote that g willow wilson goes back to a lot is um good isn't something that you are it's something that you do yeah and... yeah you know miss marvel okay she definitely has <laughs> spider-man vibes because if you think with spider-man mm-hmm. it's like very similar very similar origins type deal uh and then he's like with great power comes great responsibility and then her thing is good isn't what you are it's what you do like I love that. Wow. I just made that realization. She's basically the lady version Spider-Man of, of our generation. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah. of this generation. So Absolutely. But yeah, um, Jessica Jones. I also really liked um the bits of uh we got from like the bit this little snapshots we got of like other superheroes who live in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like I love daredevil and so when i saw i was oh, like yeah. yeah i was like yeah matt murdoch he bailed her out of jail or like i couldn't help but wondering like how many how often does daredevil just have to bail out random other superheroes that's a good question I feel, I feel like it probably takes up a decent amount of his week like <laughs> yeah it's like there's got to be at least a couple every week like well also know. how did it, does he hear about it so i feel like he hears about it so quick i'm like is there like a superhero phone tree yeah, I mean they're all in the same city, I guess. Yeah. They they probably keep an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Look out for each other, who knows? Yeah. Sure. Pass the message along. But, um, but yeah, no, they, we get we get a lot of little appearances from from other, like all all the Avengers and her friends show up when she's in the hospital after getting shot. Get some good moments with with Captain Marvel there. Um Yeah. We see Spider-Man a, uh, aka the old Camilla Khan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We see Spider-Man for a little bit, which is cool, and this She-Hulk just and Thor can't get a break. Yeah, like, poor even, Spider-Man. Even when he's showing up in someone else's know, book, something so awful is happening poor, to him. Poor Spider-Man. Oh, Peter. God, love him. It's uh, one of, one of the women that gets murdered is is Mary Jane, yeah. and Spider-Man is clearly in shock about it, and Jessica Jones has to kind of talk him down and get him home, and yeah, before yeah, it's 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 it's, it's and she. she Kelly writes it so well with mm-hmm. yeah it's it's good but. well and then of course Mary Jane comes back to life because I think if she had killed Mary Jane permanently it would have been a bigger <laughs> deal like, you know, be yeah. like Mary Jane died and it's yeah it is so superhero-y like all the people who die you know good Brett is able to bring them back to life actually mm-hmm. I'm curious so Dia the main like the victim and then you find out later she's actually alive has like these random powers she got does she ever come back up in any other comics that you know of um i haven't seen her um at least i I guess i didn't really know about her until i read this more recently i'll 
see i'm wondering if she shows up at all elsewhere though um yeah i'm curious because her power is pretty cool i think she just shows up in the in this so far at least well um, it would be cool that would be a cool character for someone else to write about you know like yeah she does a very she has a very cool power so i'd be interested to see more about her yeah definitely i do i do think it's nice um that there are you know not everyone with powers in the marvel universe has to be a superhero you know and she's, she's definitely not <laughs> but i I, th- I think it's i think it's clear at the end by the end of this series that like she probably is taking some time to, to heal and, and kind of get a grip on, on things before, like, you know, deciding to fight crime or before whatever. Before she becomes a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But, she could beat yeah. up abusive boyfriends. Yeah. Um, she could, uh, I don't know, with, she's got a pretty limitless potential there, so she could probably fix a lot of problems. Uh, yeah. Ideally. It seems like kind but, of... Uh, op you know i'm like i feel like she's like up there with franklin Richards. sounds like yeah i guess yeah the the trick as as we see here is that like a, a lot of her kind of thoughts on it become kind of literal and so it's it's very you got to be very careful you don't you don't monkey's paw things too too much with the, with that kind of power um but yeah, Dia, Dia is cool. I like her, her, her hair is cool. I like uh, that Jessica Jones is able to track her down uh, based on photos of her cat. Um, it's good. Um, and then we lost Sage's audio due to some technical difficulties, unfortunately. So I'm going to wrap things up real quick since it'd be a little too tricky to schedule another whole recording session to finish this out together. Um, one last note on Jessica Jones' blind spot. I love the color and the lighting and how they work together to make some really kind of cool dynamic backgrounds. Um, and rest assured that Sage and I both really enjoyed this and Miss Marvel. Highly recommended if you're looking to dive into some good Marvel comics that don't require much background knowledge. Um, as for comics that are coming out right now, Sage is really enjoying The Me You Love in the Dark by Scotty Young and Jorge Garona. And I've really been digging uh, Cinnamon by Victoria Douglas. Uh, we're going to take a brief hiatus to kind of catch our breath after this, but we'll be back near the end of October to talk about two great spooky books, which are Snapdragon by Kat Lay and Witchlight by Jesse Zabarski. As always, you can keep up with the show on Instagram at Sage and Braden Love Comics and Twitter at Sage and Braden. You can find Sage on Instagram and Twitter at Sage Reads Comics, and you can find me on Twitter at Nettletron. Uh, the lovely music we use for the show is At Last Piano by Louis Zong off the album Sights, which you can find at louisong.bandcamp.com. Apologies for having to cut this one a little bit short, but thanks so much for listening, and please remember, comics are for everyone. Bye!